48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The traditional Lunar New Year fortune stick is described as an alarm call for the government. The Chief Secretary says he's encouraged by a spike in the number of downloads of the government's tracing app. And Donald Trump's lawyers strenuously deny the former president provoked the deadly assault on the US Capitol last month. Rural leader Kenneth Lau has called on the government to be more decisive in its policy making, saying a fortune stick he picked for Hong Kong sounds a major alarm for the administration. He drew an average stick for the Hong Kong at the Che Kung Temple in Sha Tin as part of an annual tradition for the Lunar New Year. Damon Pang reports. Written as a poem in Chinese, the omen from Stick 45 drawn by Mr. Lau roughly translates as You need a drink before making a chess move. The world's situation is miserable and in vain. The firewood accumulated and the fire that's been experienced is not nothing. Knowledgeable people know the fire is not yet lit. Mr. Lau, the Hung Yikok chairman, said this prophecy show that Hong Kong is facing major challenges. Every step in this chess match is very important at this stage. If right now the government is not decisive and makes a wrong move, there is a big problem. The fire will get bigger, he said. Mr. Lau noted that many people here are suffering, with some having lost their jobs amid the economic downturn. So government policies also have to be timely and precise. The Chief Secretary, Matthew Cheung, says the government's tracing app, Leave Home Safe, has now been downloaded nearly 650,000 times, describing this as a good sign. The number of downloads rose by more than a third since the administration said earlier this week people will need the app to enter restaurants, business venues and government buildings for possible contact tracing for COVID-19. People also have the option to register their personal details instead when they visit such places. Mr Cheung said while there are no definite prerequisites for Hong Kong to open its borders with the mainland and Macau, he hopes the SAR will have the conditions to do so when the number of daily new cases returns to single digits and stabilises. Lawyers acting for Donald Trump at his impeachment trial have accused the Democratic Party of waging a campaign of retribution against the former president. Completing their defence case in a matter of hours, one of his legal team, Michael Van Der Veen, denied Mr Trump had provoked the deadly assault on the Capitol last month. No thinking person could seriously believe that the president's January 6th speech on the ellipse was in any way an incitement to violence or insurrection. The suggestion is patently absurd on its face. The two previous days saw House Democrats argue that Mr Trump had incited the insurrection. The final vote on impeachment is expected tomorrow. British scientists say poorer countries must get access to vaccines in order to bring the coronavirus pandemic under control. Writing in The Lancet, the team also fear vaccine hesitancy will make herd immunity much harder to achieve. Here's the BBC's Naomi Grimley. These leading scientists are warning that billions of people might not get access to vaccines in 2021 and that will affect all of us by prolonging the pandemic and allowing further mutations of the virus to emerge. They're worried that some pharmaceutical companies have priced their Covid vaccines the highest of any in existence. They also argue for more funding for COVAX, the UN-led plan to get vaccines to the world's poorest. Otherwise, it won't be able to compete in the global scramble for vaccines. 
A senior British lawyer has been elected chief prosecutor for the International Criminal Court. Karim Khan currently heads the United Nations team investigating war crimes and crimes against humanity committed by the Islamic State group in Iraq. This report from the BBC's James Landale. The International Criminal Court is the world's only permanent body investigating genocide and crimes against humanity, so its chief prosecutor matters. Karim Khan will be only the third in the court's 18-year history. Mr Khan's challenge will be to improve the standing of a court whose legitimacy is not accepted by all countries, including the United States. His first task will be to decide how to handle controversial investigations into war crimes in Afghanistan and, potentially, the occupied Palestinian territories. His nine-year term begins in June. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past one. Six months after a disputed presidential election in Belarus, the country's opposition leader, Svetlana Tikhanovskaya, has told the BBC a new wave of protest is being planned for the spring. Speaking from neighbouring Lithuania, where she's in exile, Mrs Tikhanovskaya said some police and security services were turning towards the protest movement and President Lukashenko should not underestimate the support for the opposition. He thinks that it is his victory that protest movement disappeared, but it's not true. He doesn't understand his people. He can't understand that he lost. So now he's just want to persuade himself that it failed. The Chilean president, Sebastian Piñera, has been given his first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine made by the Chinese company Sinovac. He is among more than one and a half million people in the country who have been immunised. Chile is leading the vaccine rollout in South America, as the BBC's Jane Chambers reports from Santiago. Despite being a relatively small country, Chile has managed to order 90 million jabs. That's enough to vaccinate the population twice and have plenty to spare. But in the past week, there have been disputes with neighbouring countries after the press picked up on tour operators suggesting people should visit Chile for a vaccine holiday, something which Chile's health minister says would be irresponsible even if it were permitted. The government insists the vaccines are only available for people currently living in Chile and that they must follow strict guidelines set out for when they are eligible to get the jab. Iran has reacted defiantly to European and American criticism of its non-compliance with the international nuclear deal. The BBC's Paul Adams has more details. For the second time in 24 hours, Iran's foreign minister has voiced his country's frustration at what he describes as a fundamental misreading of the 2015 Iran nuclear deal. The onus is not on his country to return to full compliance, Javad Zarif said, since it was the United States under Donald Trump that ceased to participate first. His latest outburst was triggered by another warning from the nuclear deal's main European sponsors, Britain, France and Germany, that Iran should stop producing uranium metal. The former head of the European Central Bank, Mario Draghi, has formally agreed to form a new government in Italy and has presented his list of cabinet ministers to the country's president. The BBC's Mark Lowen reports from Rome. Mario Draghi, credited with saving the euro as president of the European Central Bank at the height of the eurozone crisis, will become Italy's new prime minister with a cabinet comprising a broad base of political parties and technocrats. Their main priority will be to work out how to spend over 200 billion euros of EU recovery funds to rebuild from the pandemic. Nicknamed Super Mario, Mr Draghi has significant support for now. 
A Belgian policeman has been found guilty of accidentally killing a two-year-old Iraqi Kurdish girl, whom he shot while pursuing a van being used to smuggle migrants through Belgium in 2018. He's been given a year's suspended jail sentence and a €400 fine. The BBC's Jean McKenzie reports from Brussels. Police chased the van carrying 30 migrants at high speed along the motorway. When the driver failed to stop, the officer, Victor Manuel Jacinto Goncalves, says he aimed his gun at the wheel, hoping to cause a puncture, but the van swerved. His bullet hit two-year-old Maura Shouri, who was sitting on her mother's lap on the front seat. She died in an ambulance on her way to hospital. The judge ruled that although Maura's death was accidental, the officer should not have fired his weapon. To sports and in football, English Premier League leaders Manchester City have a chance to extend an unbeaten run stretching back to November when they face Tottenham in the early hours of tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. Spurs have recorded just one win in four in the league and were knocked out of the FA Cup by Everton in midweek. But boss Jose Mourinho doesn't want to dwell on that 5-4 thriller. When I open the file of the Everton game data... I open and in two seconds I close it immediately because I didn't want to go uh, through it and I don't want even to share that with, with my players. To tennis and Karolina Pliskova says she never got into her comfort zone as the sixth seed exited the Australian Open after a 7-5, 7-5 third round defeat by Czech compatriot Karolina Machova at the Rod Laver Arena. To end the news, the top stories once again. The traditional Lunar New Year fortune stick is described as an alarm call for the government. The Chief Secretary says he's encouraged by a spike in the number of downloads of the government's tracing app. And Donald Trump's lawyers strenuously deny the former president provoked the deadly assault on the US Capitol last month. That's the news from RTHK. Due to the volatile COVID-19 situation, the public should stay at home and avoid going out, in particular elderly persons, as they have higher risk of severe illness. Family and friends should help them with shopping and other daily needs. If elderly persons must go out, they need to wear a mask and wash hands frequently. Pay attention to the latest situation. See a doctor promptly if feeling unwell, even if the symptoms are mild. Let's fight the virus together. Radio 3. And now to a moment that I have been waiting for all week. A young lady by the name of Miss Mimi Greenberg, who I believe is just talented beyond her belief, is joining me here. Here she is with her cover of Bruno Mars, Talking to the Moon.
Miss Mimi Greenberg. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. I can't believe that we haven't done this earlier, sooner, for as long as we've known each other. How how long have we known each other now, do you think? 